Welcome to the podcast, 1,000 Reasons for Feeling All. And before I embark on the wondrous journey of 999 interviews <laughs> with experts from around the world, I'd like to offer a reason of my own. The first reason that will inaugurate the chain of wonderment, this stunning collage that we will gradually form, which is in itself one good reason for feeling awe. When we speak of awe, we always look for specific reasons for feeling it, right? We find these reasons in certain objects in the world, particular phenomena. And indeed, this project is going to focus on many such objects and for good reasons. Every wondrous object, if given sufficient attention, contains the mystery of the universe as a whole and testifies to the all-pervading presence of wonder. Take, for instance, a, a jellyfish that can never die. This actually exists. <laughs> or alternatively, the fact that we still have absolutely no idea how humans developed at a certain point the ability to think in such complex ways. But before we are turning our attention to one phenomena in the universe, isn't existence itself a reason for feeling awe? Don't we take for granted the very fact of existence, which is like an unending riddle, a question mark that never leads or can never lead to a final satisfying answer? As humanity, well, we've written billions of books. We've developed millions of theories. We have universities, research labs. We have inconceivable technologies produced on the basis of identifiable cosmic laws and planetary substances. All this time we have the feeling that we are approaching the comprehension of the universe any minute now, but in actuality, we may perhaps grasp how the universe behaves, how things work, but not what the universe is, and who, and what we are, and where we have emerged from. Presently, our scientific paradigm is content with this, well, odd perception of a random and causeless evolution. This is actually not an explanation for anything. At best, it is a completely dissatisfying description. Even our wonderful religions and mystical approaches haven't managed to dispel this mystery. 
we may perhaps declare with confidence that God is one. Yet we have no idea who this one is, or what is the reason that the universe has erupted out of the blue. We have countless theories which we can either adopt or reject. But as Albert Camus wrote again and again in his Myth of Sisyphus, one of my favorite books, the universe itself remains silent in the face of humanity's question. And as American philosopher Thomas Nagel added in response, even if the universe would finally speak, <laughs> the answer wouldn't necessarily appease our answer-seeking mind and heart. So instead of praying for an answer, I'd suggest stopping from time to time in the midst of this existence and feeling this undying question mark, which is truly the number one reason for feeling awe. What is all this? Where and why have we come from? What are all these people, animals, plants, rocks, with this inconceivable attention to detail, the dizzying complexity, the diversity? What is this breathtakingly vast universe with its hundreds of billions of galaxies and the enormous space between all the celestial bodies? And not to mention the fact that we ourselves are floating in this space. And above all, what am I? Where has this body come from? And what is the sense of my existence? And the unstoppable fact of the death of this body? All I can say, and all you can say, is that one day I or you found myself or yourself existing, right? Too often we get caught up in human-made answers, meanings, and purposes we've created ourselves. You know that even in positive psychology, where they speak so much about the meaning of life, they claim that there is no point in thinking about the meaning of life and that we'd better contemplate meaning in life, the way we are going to give meaning to our life. Camus was right. The universe is so silent that it actually functions like a giant canvas on which we're all painting our life and our life's meaning. And because of these thick layers of theories, interpretations, and meanings, the direct and stunning reality of our riddle-like existence a reality which is even more stunning than the fact of death can be neglected.
So we end up making so much noise that we can hardly hear the most sincere answer to these questions. I'd say that the only sincere answer is, well, I don't know. I have absolutely no idea. This is the moment in which we return to the beginning point. After the billions of books and theories and our self-made meaning and purpose, we're finding ourselves at the point of beginning, as if we've never taken even one step further. This is for me also the authentic starting point of meditation. For some of us, this point, which is the state of pure awe, can fill us with feeling of depression or anxiety. We are afraid of remaining at that point. And for this reason, we've invented so many escape routes, distractions, ways to deny this simple reality. But if we no longer avoid this point, we'll discover something extraordinary. We ourselves are the mystery. Our existence is saturated in mystery. Too often we speak about the mystery of existence or the mystery of the universe, but this makes it sound as if the mystery exists somewhere outside us and that we only bear witness to it, right? But the mystery is also in the beholder, in the one who is aware of the mystery, you. We are all steeped in an ocean of mystery. And the sense of wonderment arises directly from this ocean and also connects us with it. Every now and then, our science reveals a certain astounding phenomena, <laughs> some unknown fact about the physical universe or an unfamiliar species of animals or plants or an expression of human genius. And this phenomena reminds us of the wondrous nature of our existence. But this fact is like a drop, one drop out of the ocean. It is a drop that represents the ocean, which is our existence as a whole. Put simply, we, your, my very existence, are the first reason for feeling awe.